Hello, everyone, and welcome to the misadventures of the indie film review with me, Dan, and the <laughs> illustrious man-eating Jared. Hi, Jared. Yeah, he's a man-eater. Oh, here he comes. Ooh, that's right. It's me. I'm going to chomp on your little feet. Uh, no, I'm not. That sounds gross. Anyways, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to review independent films, or one film, I should say, because that's what we do here, Dan. Oh, that's what we do. We are going to review The Misadventures of Mistress Maneater. Yes, a wonderful film that you can find on Tubi or Amazon Prime. Oh, visit Tubi or For Amazon free. Prime! And, I mean, Why did you turn into a ghost right there? That was weird. I, I mean... Tubi is all right, but if it's on if it's on Amazon Prime for free and you yeah. have Amazon Prime, do Prime. It's, it's Prime. Yes. There's no ads. Yes. There's no ads. Dan, what is Mistress Manita? It is a feel-good movie about a dominatrix who... Um, <laughs> it's a feel-good movie about a dominatrix who gets a hit on her from a Russian mobster. Yeah, and many other things. Many, many other... <laughs> many, many other... There's so much going on in this movie. What's the lead actress's name? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, that is uh, Larissa Julianis. And she plays, plays Ava. Ava. Oh, yeah. before I forget, um, this was sent to us by... Um, Binary Star Production sent this to us. CJ from Binary Star. Thank you, yeah. CJ. We will review your film about Ava and the woman who is acting. Isn't she also the writer or producer? Yes. So Larissa wrote this and CJ directed it. Cool. Hell yeah. Team up. Okay, so questions, Dan. And this is a, you know, this is a comedy. Mm -hmm. Were you smirking? Were you laughing? I was smirking. Were you laughing a lot? I was smirking throughout the entire film. I was not laughing. Okay. It, it didn't, like, maybe chortle or, or laugh out loud, but I went into it blind and I'm like, hmm, okay, hmm, yeah, all right. I was not disappointed with any of the comedy. It just, it didn't, it didn't tickle me in the way that, you yeah. know, like a comedy might. I thought the writing was very strong in this. Yes, yes. I liked how the main character was portrayed and... Strong female lead. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting? It's like, this film was like dropping knowledge on you on different things. Mm -hmm. And I was actually really interested in that. Yeah. Ooh, film, teach me more about stuff. Like if they really just kept leaning in to how smart Mistress... I mean, they do. They do in the film. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say if they keep, because she's shown to be extremely intelligent in the film. I just liked her teaching me shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. But as far as the comedy goes, there were a few times where I was like smirking or I would laugh a little bit. Um, I don't think it was as funny as I would have liked it to be. Well, because I think a lot of the humor came out of... The... Comedy is subjective, right? So it... it didn't work 100% for me. A lot of the humor came out of the sexual mishaps because she's a dominatrix. Did you stay for the blooper reel? No, I didn't. I didn't the know blooper there was a reel blooper reel. The blooper reel was funny. Like, I did laugh out loud at the blooper reel. Oh, man. Here's, here's what I'll say. It's like, the characters are very endearing, and I'm rooting for them, because the comedy isn't the reason I was watching the film. Mm -hmm. It was the things I just stated yeah. before. Like, I'm, I'm more invested in what's going yeah, on me too. in this story than the actual comedy well, itself. Well, because I didn't really think it was going to be a comedy. I just thought it was going to be, like, really the weirdest romance movie. And I say that weird as a compliment. Like, the weirdest romance movie I've ever seen in my life. It's like it's, I think it's the creators bizarre. would agree yeah. how strange this film is, and it's kind of part of it. So, Dan, do you have a question for me? How did you like the love interest of Ava? Oh, he was so good! What's that actor's name? 
I gotta find him. Oh, uh, Mickey O'Sullivan. He was really good. What was his name in the film? So, uh, Radovan. 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 So, basically, in the film, the dominatrix falls for the local Episcopal preacher. Have you ever seen a film where one of the leads is a, a Serbian? No. Character? No. I feel like that just doesn't happen in Hollywood. And it was so nice to kind of see that. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then it just to, to elevate that, like, have you ever seen a film between a dominatrix and, and a, a priest. priest falling in love? Because, hey, like, you kind of figure out that's where the film is a going. A dominatrix and a priest walk into a bar to see you. What are you, you going <laughs> to do, yeah, boy? Yeah. Do you serve him a beer? Hey, a dominatrix and a priest walk into a bar. Ouch, they both say, because they hit the little heads. So <laughs> they feel so bad. Don't do that, they say. Don't run into the bar. That's what a joke is. The bartender looks at him and he's like, don't tell me I'm a duck. Whack. <laughs> Why did I think that was so funny? That's a dumb, fucking stupid. Anyways. Oh, all right. <laughs> We're both fired. We're both fired from the, this podcast. This is so stupid. It's the um, end of a week. I'm, I'm like, I'm reeling. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Okay, so construction-wise, Dan, how did you feel about this film? I liked it. It was it was Any issues? There anything you stood out? Maybe either take out the take out the subplot of him being a fighter or add more to it. But the issue mm. is this film is already long enough. Like it's an hour and fifty minutes long. Yeah. It has too many things. So Find a different way to tie in Radovan to the Russian mobster that she's dating instead of being a fighter. I don't even know if he has to really tie in. He could just be someone who left Serbia because there was it was war torn, I believe, is part of the story. He came here for a new life. He's, he's a preacher. He could just be a preacher that really keeps in shape and knows how to fight. You know, like we don't need the whole fight angle. I liked the reason why he is a fighter because he said for his brother, right? And, um... Doesn't it, like, help the... No, I guess it doesn't help keep the church open because he owns the church. Yeah. It's, like, in his family's name. I guess we can both agree that there's just one too many elements in this that kind of muddy the waters. Everything is already so interesting to begin with, and you just keep adding these layers. It takes away from the other interesting things. Yeah. So, okay, in terms of editing, I don't know if the film really does anything too exciting mm -hmm. with the camera. Uh, I don't think it does either. That doesn't mean it does anything wrong. It's no. just like we're doing the shots, and the characters are going to carry the film. But and whenever, it's not going to be like fancy I, camera. Whenever work. I think of you know a romantic film, that's that's not one of the hallmarks of a romantic film. You yes, know what I mean? that's unless, absolutely true. Unless yeah. it's a fucking Wong Kar Wai film, like because he, all he makes are romances, and they're all insane looking. But they don't really have the substance that a rom com or a romantic tryst film like this one has and like i think mm -hmm. this film's strength is definitely in its writing and it's it's again it's strangeness like it's a it's a big strength to have um cinematography is serviceable editing is i like the editing like the only thing is like you said it's it's a lot of there's a lot of hats in this film yeah uh, you know what i think the biggest strength of this film is what larissa is wonderful yeah, she's, <laughs> she's so wonderful. good yes. and i i think the chemistry between the two leads is good too i think it's uh you actually feel it there and and there were a few funny moments that i'll, I'll get into that i i also enjoyed so why don't, you know, why don't we just dive why don't we dig right in you know why don't we get a little little thingies in there we'll figure out this film 
Uh, if you want to watch it, we already said, but it's on Tubi, it's on Amazon Prime, go check it out. The Adventures? No. No, Jared. No. The <laughs> Misadventures <laughs> of Mistress Maneater. We're not having regular adventures, Dan. We're having okay? misadventures. Thank you. <laughs> We're not having Mr. Adventures. No. We're having misadventures. Now you're making me think of Venture Brothers. <laughs> So there are a few scenes where she's like in her like dominatrix latex stuff in public. Yeah, in public, and then people are like judging her and being kind of rude to her. Did she get upset about that? I, I feel like she should own that, really, right? Because like that's her thing. Well, she says she wants to get out, so it's like, why not go home and change first? Yeah, so she is she is disenfranchised. She, wow. <laughs> no, I don't think she really had time to. Like she went straight from there to. Um, like this artist corner cafe thing, and then she gets um, thrown out basically because yeah. she gets dethroned is what I'm trying to say by um, the new smart guy, and she's like, "That was my position," and she gets pissed off. So, oh, how did you feel about the inner monologue? Oh, the in narration. This film? Actually, it works. I think it worked really well. I, I I was very surprised it worked because I'm like, oh, inner monologue. I don't know, because uh, you're not a fan of that, and I actually really enjoyed hearing her thoughts during the film. It wasn't stupid. Like, it wasn't cringy. It wasn't silly. It was, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It actually moved the plot along, and it, it um, again, transitional pieces. Like, because what she was thinking sometimes versus what she was saying out loud yeah. to the characters, totally different. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So all these different masks that she has to wear with other people. So, yeah, we have, like, this whole espionage thing. Did you want to explain it or me? About all this plot and, like, what's going on. Okay, so... There's a lot. She is basically... She was trying to get into grad school, and she flunked out because... Well, she didn't flunk out. She was expelled because she went to a party with her professor, and her professor got in trouble with... Well, he, her professor tried to rape her, and then... Yes. Um, the mob boss who was there catches him doing it, or his cronies catch him do it, and then the the cronies force her to burn him with a cigarette, and they film it. So now she gets mm -hmm. this thing called Miss. She's the man eater. She's Mistress Man Eater. And then the mob boss is like, "I'll I'll date you if um you be a dominatrix for me, and we'll make a lot of money." Basically. Well, yeah, I guess she finds out from that interaction because they pay her. I guess after doing that, because yeah. I guess the patrons there, all the weirdos and the masks that are there, they're like, "Oh, we really enjoyed that. Here's some money." She's like. I guess she thinks like, oh, I guess I can make money doing this because she she can't have a career as an art critic anymore or an art connoisseur anymore because of this fucking traumatic event that happened. Yeah. So it's 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 like a reluctant like I guess I'll do this. Yeah. Because, because it pays such so a, much money, and, and she's reluctant because there's such a stigma that surrounds um, yes. sex workers, yes. and which it, I don't think there should be. And they're beyond. really they're really well, yeah. They're but in her hers in particular, the kink sex. Yeah. Yeah. Not the typical sex, like, you know, those kind mm -hmm. of workers, but like the ones that people don't quite understand. Of course she's going to get stigmatized. Like, it's... Yeah, because people are like, oh, you like just fuck all your clients and you're, you know, yeah. you're stupid and all this stuff. Where And she's like, no, I don't have sex with any of my clients. They, just, You know, like, I step on their feet and they're like, here's a thousand dollars. That's it. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I think they make a lot of good points in this film yeah. that I think some people watching it, it might actually be like, oh yeah, okay. Um, anyway, so she's doing this and she gets a loan, a huge loan from her boyfriend. 
uh, $500,000 because her friend is a real estate agent and her real estate agent friend is going to partner with this guy on this new development. So everything is being tied into this yes. Russian mob guy, yes. right? Which is not a good idea. So, okay, Mistress Maneater says several times that she's not a bad person, but then does bad things. And I think this is intentional for the film. She's like, she's trying to justify her actions mm -hmm. almost to us. Yeah. Cause like, she speaks to us, right? We are hearing her thoughts. She's like, I'm not a bad person. So I, I kind of, I thought that was interesting, but do you think she is manipulating her mobster boyfriend? Because it doesn't even seem like she ever liked him and was just using him for the money. That's exactly what she was doing. And I don't know if I'm reading that. Am I reading that the wrong way? Okay. Because was there ever a point where she liked him and they were so. actually together? Okay. Well, I, at first it seems like no, but then whenever you find out that he was the reason why, like it was his party that she got raped at and you're like, oh, this, yeah. this is the origin story. No, he, she never loved him. She never was interested. Okay. In okay. She was offended by him because he called her stupid and easy. Yeah. He's a fucking bully. He, he's a pretty, pretty decent villain. He's a piece of yeah. shit. So, okay. Let's go back to this real estate yeah. thing. Sorry. Go ahead. So, she is trying to get out and she can't and this real estate thing is happening and the partner of her friend ends up going he he goes missing i think right he's missing yep so she's like i need the money now and i forgot how it happens but she goes to her her russian mob boyfriend and he basically is like you you have to pay me back now because i'm breaking up with you yeah you're not providing me with a child that's what it was Hey, I got to talk to you. You're not providing me with the child. I gave you a job as a dominatrix and you are ungrateful and um, I I want my money back. I gave you $500,000. Now I want $720,000.86. Yeah, they, they make that a point a few times. So then she's like, oh shit, now I have to pay this fucking mobster who is going to kill me back. And he gives her 30 days or I'm going to kill you kind of deal. And then she runs into... This politician guy who's like, hey, listen, I know you're dominatrix. I will pay you whatever you want to get compromising photos of you and your dominatrix thing with this preacher because I'm trying to uh, basically discredit him and get him to sell his church because he wants to build a highway, right? It's always some fucking like, I got to build a highway. I'm a piece of shit. Let's ruin everyone's lives. So she agrees to it. She's like, all right, I'll do this because he's going to pay me. You know what I thought, though? It's like, why wouldn't she ask for like a million? Why wouldn't she ask for more than the exact amount that she owed to the mob boss? I thought that was kind of like, mm, why not ask for mm. more? I don't know. This guy says he's going to fucking pay anything. That's eh, a nitpick. So she goes and starts to volunteer at the church and starts hanging out with this preacher. But over time, she starts to really get to know him and she starts to fall for him. She's doing a lot of shady shit, though. She's like breaking and entering. Mm -hmm. She's going through his confidential information. She learns that he has in his possession a very, very rare painting by Caravaggio, who they call Merseille, I think. Mer yeah, Merci Mer or something. Yeah, and they keep saying that, and I'm like, who is this? Who is this? And I kept looking it up, and I kept pulling up, because like you see, when you see the picture, it looks like a knockoff of Caravaggio's David. And I'm like, oh, I know this. And I, I, don't, I don't know much about art, but I know a little bit about him. Of course, I don't know enough to know that his first name is Marseille. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only know him by Caravaggio. So I was like confused. I'm like, what's going on? What's... And it, it finally clicked with me. So they have this long lost painting. I guess it was like part of his family line. They had this painting. 
And you're kind of thinking like, oh, is he some kind of like illegal art dealer? But no, he's just some clueless guy. He doesn't even know he had this painting. <laughs> and like the whole time he could have sold it. Uh, I think at the end, it sells for over two million. It's like two and a half million dollars. Mm. So then we got that going on. Then she discovers that he's in an underground fighting ring and he's he's using that to support people. And like somehow like he's owned by the mob boss without knowing who the mob boss is. Well, this so the mob boss has been going to the underground fights and has been seeing him fight and wants him to fight oh, for him. Oh, that's what it and is. And he kept saying no. He's like, I don't want to have a meeting with this guy. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So then they jump him after one of the fights he had just got done fighting and they're gonna fight him again uh and um, he gets the shit kicked out of him and then mistress man eater shows up you know when, when she's wearing her outfit she's kind of like a superhero i, I kind of felt like yeah <laughs> it was always strange to me that radovan had to teach her self-defense because in my head she already knew it yeah she's already a badass but i guess that was kind of like their bonding moment or or whatever uh what happens after that dan we kind of the climax, right? Yeah, we find out that um well the church burns down because the the Russian cronies they burn it down basically. They're working with the mayor, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're working with the mayor and they burn the church down. She goes in and saves the painting because only she knows its true value and he gets upset mm -hmm. with her and he yells at her. She's like you're you're throwing away your life for a painting. You are stupid. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was I thought that scene was very pivotal. Mm -hmm. I, I liked the misunderstanding of him being like, I'm calling you stupid because I care about you and I don't want you to die. Yeah. And she she kind of misunderstood it because she's so traumatized by people uh, abusing her emotionally in this way that it, it triggered her. And it's like, well, you know, fuck you. You think I'm that? You probably think I'm all these other things. Like, I thought you were different, blah, blah, blah. So I like that little mis... It's like a classic romantic comedy misunderstanding mm -hmm. thing. Um, I did have to stretch my belief that she would be able to go into this burning building and get this painting without passing out from, uh, smoke inhalation. Cause that, holy shit, dude, the fire was raging. So like when you open that, I know this is very nitpicky. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you open a door to a fire, the, the draft, like yeah, the backdraft back draft that yeah. comes out would be, you couldn't step into it without having full gear on. And like a breathing apparatus. Like, there's just no way. You're not going to be able to do it. But whatever. Forget about realism. It's a fucking movie. I know. There wasn't that much fire <laughs> in the building if you want to get that nitpicky. I mean, come on, Jared. Jeez. So then, yeah, we have that scene. Uh, then there's like a big thing at the end where she... um, She has one... She's basically... She's on her last day. She's like, I can't pay this money. I'm just going to live it up. I'm just going to spend one last night with this guy that I'm falling in love with at this art gallery this big gala or whatever, and it's going to be great and whatever, whatever. And then the fucking mob boss shows up and the mayor shows up and they're doing their evil schemes. It turns out that Mistress Maneater's friend, Gabe, who we have not mentioned until now. No, I it was pretty fun once. in this movie. Did you? Yeah. Okay. They were a realtor friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabe, he's kind of like more in the film in the beginning. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go off and try to figure out how to get us more money. And he kind of leaves the film. Only to come back at the very end, he's having sex with the villain. I forget the villain's the mobster guy. So it it is hinted at that this guy might be gay. And because he, he keeps ignoring all of his girlfriends, they do like an erectile dysfunction joke. But Gabe is like, uh, I'm in the community. We all know this guy's gay. Like, it's very obvious that he's gay. So there's a, a big reveal where they're having sex. But then it's like, why is Gabe boning 
this dude, he knows he's bad. And I'm like, what's the deal? They, I guess they kind of, they fix that because he's like working for the FBI. There's a big thing at the end. Do you remember this? <laughs> Where he's, he calls up the FBI and he's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, we're, we're following the mobsters to this underground fighting ring. I'll say too many elements here. There was a little too much going on there with that. I, I would have rather had the FBI approach Mistress Maneater and just been like, hey, you know, we're following these people. We're working on these angles. Do you want to help us? And maybe she says no or she refuses. And then eventually, like, through them following her, they figure out what's going on and then they help her. Yeah, I maybe. I felt like this other plot, like, even though I liked I liked Gabe as, like, this comic relief that's kind of, like, helping her through this situation... That the tie in there with him like working, I don't know. It, I don't like having a bunch of things that happened off screen and then they show up later in the film. Yeah. Uh, eh, it, it, that didn't really work. What'd you think about the fight at the end though? Oh, oh, dude, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, all the boxing scenes were really good. Okay. So overall, I'm repeating myself. One too many elements. Uh, I think if we pared this down a little bit, even even like editing wise, I feel like the film was a little too long. It was a little overblown. Yeah. Uh, one hour and 50 minutes, maybe down to 140. Yeah, 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 we could we could cut it down. Other than that, it's very charming, strange, well made, very strange. I like that. <laughs> uh, you know, just more butt plugs. I guess that's like my main criticism. Here's here's one more thing. Do you think it? No, you know what? Never mind. Because I was gonna say like, wouldn't it be nice if she like embraced yeah, nice. the sexiness of it? But and like and took it as like an empowering thing mm-hmm. but th- her character isn't about no, that her character is about i don't want to be devalued because of this you're right you're right you're right absolutely oh so final thoughts dan what do you think um i typically don't go for romances and this it was fun like 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 jared said the chemistry between the two parties ava and uh kakarot <laughs> i can't remember his name <laughs> radovan radovan, radovan. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why it's a hard name for me to say too. Out of, I just hard name for me to remember. Remember, um, remember, <laughs> November. Oh boy, uh, no, remember, remember the fifth of November. Remember. <laughs> oh, chemistry. Gosh. Chemistry is awesome. Um, I don't know too many hats. I, maybe more of the art stuff because that, like you said, mm. it was very interesting. Mm. When I was getting educated, I was yeah. A hundred percent attention. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get educated. <laughs> I don't know why I'd like it when, because some certain animes do this too, where they're like, we're just going to tell you all about the French revolution in this weird <laughs> random example. And it's going to somehow maybe kind of tie into the plot. And it's like a huge tangent, but you're like, Oh, I learned something that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy stuff like that. Anywho, thank you all for listening so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Dan, can you please give us plugs? Yes, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Um, we have a Patreon. You can donate $5 if you are a filmmaker. And um, we will bump your film up to a shorter list because we have a six-month turnaround. If you just if you regular schmegular just submit your film to us, it takes us a long time to get to us because there's so many of them. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, leave us a review. Tell some friends if you would like to. We would like that. We would appreciate it. Uh, go check out the Necropodicon.com if you want to listen to some more cool podcasts like ours. They got role play podcasts. They got short story podcasts. They got other movie podcasts on there. 
real good shit. If you like tabletop RPG podcasts, that you know, go check it out, dude. We got a few of them. They're pretty dang check good, it out, Dave. Uh, pretty dang good. I'm actually on one of them called Sons of the Fathers. I play every single character. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I am on that show. It's a really, really good. It's like sci-fi Cthulhu horror. It's super fun. Go check it out. Uh, Sons of the Fathers. All right, Dan. You beautiful bastard. You got the final word. <laughs> Step inside. Walk this way. You and me, man. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.